I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 93. Where the best mortgage brokers get better. I Love Mortgage Brokering, with your host, Scott Peckford. Hi, Broker Nation. I am thrilled to introduce my guest today, Dave Driver. Dave is a mortgage broker with TMG. He's been a broker for nine years, and he's based out of Regina, Saskatchewan. Someone on the Facebook group said, hey, you need to interview Dave, and so I'm pumped for this interview today. Dave, are you ready to rock? Definitely. Awesome. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the mortgage business? Sure. I started working at uh, CIBC Call Center here in Regina, Saskatchewan, and uh, took part in the job shadowing program where you spend a day with anybody from the company. And I spent a day with a financial planner, and I really liked the freedom and flexibility to kind of make your own hours and, and be your own boss and really write your own paycheck and, and just kind of have that sky's the limit mentality to your potential earnings and, and how busy you want to be and, and all that kind of stuff. But I really wasn't too keen on all the different mutual funds and different types of investments. So the next quarter, I spent a day with a mortgage broker. And from that day on, I knew that I wanted to be a mortgage broker and that I would be a mortgage broker. So uh, I ended up working at the call center for a little bit longer and uh, a spot came up in credit. So I did the training in credit and worked as a credit specialist, figured I'd learn a little bit more about uh, lending and and finances and, and and things like that, and then pay my dues and, and apply for a mortgage broker position. Well, while I was still training in credit, only about a month into it, a position came up with Home Loans Canada, which is a mortgage brokerage that's owned by CIBC Mortgage and Lending. So I applied for that position, and I ended up getting the position, uh, and that was about nine years ago, and I knew that day when I found out that I got that position that I was going to be a successful mortgage broker and that I'd finally found my career after really not knowing what I wanted to do. And uh, I've just worked really hard ever since then to to build a successful mortgage brokerage. And so how did you find going from a salaried position to Home Loans Canada is was commission, right? It would have been straight commission. Yeah, well, I got I got pretty lucky because uh because Home Loans Canada was owned by CIBC Mortgages and Lending, they had what's called a base plus pay structure. So you were guaranteed a base salary of $30,000 a year or your commissions bet whichever was greater. So in the 2 week period if the portion of the 30000 was better, you got that. But if your commissions were better, you got that. So I knew at worst case, I'd make $30,000 that year. So it was a little bit easier than just all of a sudden you're out on your own and you got to start selling mortgages. And I mean, that year I, I did make more than that 30000 but it was nice to know that you had that cushion to kind of fall back on. And I don't think a lot of brokers have that nowadays if they're trying to get into the market. So it was maybe a little bit of an easier transition. Right. Yeah. My wife actually started with uh, CIBC and went to Home Loans Canada. So she had the same route. And I remember her getting, she had a really good job at in period of service and getting a check for like a buck 50. And I'm like, what? Like, this is crazy, right? But uh, um, so now before we dive into your story, I always like to ask about a quote that's impacted your life or business. So can you share a quote because I like how quotes are portable, they're memorable, and they can help you stay on track if you keep them in front of your mind. So, can you share one? You know what? I don't really have uh, uh, any quotes that kind of come to mind. It's really just kind of a set way of doing business that I kind of look at. So, give me an example of what you mean. Once you get a little bit too successful, sometimes you forget the little things and you forget what made you successful in the first place, and, and you kind of have to go back to the basics. And I find myself after every, about every year, year end, I do some reflecting and, and sometimes throughout the year, a certain thing might make me think of it. But I always come back to really just trying to focus on giving good customer service and treating every person the same, whether it's a, a small $50,000 mortgage or a large $500,000 mortgage. You've got you to give that same dedication to each client and just make sure you're not overlooking things. Make sure you're keeping the realtors and the clients informed throughout the process. 
just uh, you know taking every deal one at a time and not really giving that sense that you're too busy and don't care about the client. Because sometimes if you get too busy and too successful and you stop returning phone calls and maybe don't give them as many updates because you you don't have the time for it, you can start kind of uh, creating a a bad reputation. And, uh, you know, if if you keep doing that, you know, giving the good service, that's that's what's really important. So I, I guess I don't really go on any types of quotes or any types of other motivation or anything like that. I just try and maintain good service levels and, and just uh, one deal at a time mentality. So do you have like a strategy or a process for that, how you communicate with your realtors and your clients? Let's say when you have like an active file or something. Biggest thing is just don't keep, keep people in the dark. Uh, people should be informed of where the file is at all, at all times. In any type of business, it's the worst feeling is thinking that they've forgotten about you. You know, if you go in and you apply for your mortgage and your broker gets all your information and says, I'll call you back as soon as I get the mortgage approval, well, that's fine, and there may be they may call back the next day. Hey, I got your approval. Here's the next step. Uh, or maybe there's a couple of snags. Maybe he gets a few declines, has to send it to another lender. Whatever happens, and he doesn't call you in a week. Well, that whole time in that week, you're wondering if you know. Oh, geez, did he forget about me? Has he not called me back? Is there problems? You know, is there bad news? You don't know. So no matter whether it's good news or bad news, you got to kind of get back to your client and, and realtor and anyone else that's really involved in the process and keep them informed every step of the way. You know, yeah, I've got your approval. Here's the next step. Or if there's a problem saying, hey, you know what? I sent it to this lender. They've declined, but I emailed a couple others. I've got another lender lined up. Here's the issue they had. I think we can get past it this way. I mean, really just Continue to keep people informed and and aware of what the situation is, and, and that's just really giving good service. You know, right? Well, you know, what's interesting is if you ask any mortgage broker if, if there's an underwriter that they like, invariably they'll always tell you it's someone who communicates well either by phone or email. They just let them know what's going on. But yet we sometimes forget that we need to offer that same level of you know communication to our realtors and our clients so that they're not wondering, twiddling their thumbs, going, "Am I is this approved? Is it not?" Like. So I totally agree with you. I think that's a, and it's one of the easiest ways to stand out because most people are inconsistent with it in in my experience anyway. Yeah, for sure. A lot of the times in the broker market, everybody's has the same relationships with the same lenders. They've got the same interest rates. There's so many brokers out there right now. So you have to find something that's going to make them want to work with you as opposed to the other mortgage broker or the other uh, brokerage. Uh, And really good service is everything. So the other thing I find that talking to successful mortgage brokers, entrepreneurs, is that failure is something that does happen, but it's never fatal. And looking back, there's always a lesson in it. And you had said, spoken off the air, we were talking that you do martial arts. And and in jiu-jitsu, one of the things they always say, you either win or you learn, right? So there's no such thing as really failure. It's just you constantly learn from it. So can you share an example of something that you had failed at, but now looking back, there was a lesson in it for you? Well, I'm going to step outside the mortgage brokerage realm. And uh, I also do real estate investing. So uh, I've done a lot of different types of real estate investing from uh, flips, uh, rent-to-owns, uh, joint venture partnerships where I partnered with investors as a third party. I've done renovations uh, to, and then to refinance to, to get the money back out, converted houses to basement suites. I've got long-term rentals. So I've done almost every facet of uh, of real estate. And honestly, I have made a mistake or two on almost every single transaction, whether it's little things or, or large things. Uh, nothing that's been too bad, of course, but uh, you're learning from every single every single one uh, what to, what works well and what not to do 
And, and really, uh, you know, you learn from every single real estate transaction. It's almost kind of like a mortgage deals too, kind of bringing it back into mortgages. Every deal is going to be a little bit different. You know, after being in the business for, for nine years, I have a very streamlined system. Uh, it makes my job very easy. It makes me able to handle multiple deals at a time and not still feel very busy and still give the same good service levels. Uh, but uh, every once in a while, you run into a deal where there's a problem where you maybe made a mistake and, and you're going to learn from that. And and sometimes those tough deals you learn more from than than uh, than you can from from other things. So I totally agree. So can you share me an example of something that you uh, in the investor side? So you've done all these different types of investment. What's one piece of advice that you give your clients when they're sitting down? Is there must be something that you share or an example, a story? You say, "Hey, look, here's something you need to think about." Can you share something like that? Well, I guess it really depends on what their situation is. I mean, one of the things that I really aim to do is when a client comes to my office to do a pre-approval or to talk about revenue properties or, or really anything, I just want to help them in whatever way I can. I want to try and give them the best education and knowledge that I can and give them the best advice uh, possible from my point of view. Um, I always, you know, of course, let them know that it is only my opinion and it's ultimately up to them and, and their comfort level depending on what they're looking at doing. But but really, I, I'm genuinely just looking out for the best interests of my client every single meeting. And again, it varies. So, you know, if, if there's one set of advice I give somebody, well, there, there really isn't anything consistent. Because sometimes I'm meeting with people that are first-time homebuyers, and uh, I'm teaching them how to get into a position to, to qualify for their first mortgage. Sometimes I'm sitting across the room from somebody that has 20 mortgages on rental properties, and I'm giving them advice on how to better uh, organize their real estate portfolio and giving them uh, some financial uh, planning uh, in regards to mortgage uh, strategy in order to, to grow their, their portfolio more or make it more efficient. So it really varies anywhere in between that as well. Mm-hmm. So really, ever after, after reviewing a client's situation, I almost always have some ideas and some insight and some advice for them to share that, that will hopefully you know, make their financial life easier and better. Right. Yeah, that's really good. So one of the other things I've noticed talking with successful mortgage brokers is they have a system and a process. They don't just show up and hope for the best. And it sounds like you do as well, the way you can manage multiple files. So can you share an administrative process maybe that wasn't working as well as you would like and then a change that you made in the outcome you got? Well, I'm always looking to try and do things better and more efficient. You know, one of the things that you mentioned when we kind of chatted at the beginning before we started this interview is uh, you really enjoy feeding from, uh, off other mortgage brokers. Just talk, go into conference with mortgage brokers, and, and even though you're successful yourself, you're still able to, to learn things uh, and find that differently, and maybe you kind of pick and choose what you like and what you don't like from some of the other brokers. So that's something that I really like, and that's one of the mindsets that I still keep is that you can always learn something from, from somebody. I'm getting a little bit off topic here, but whenever there's a new mortgage broker that comes, uh, I, I get the odd request to go for a coffee and, and just, you know, for them to kind of ask me questions and how I was able to achieve the success level I have and everything. And I, I am always willing to, to spend the time and, and uh, meet with these people. And I, I really just try and share absolutely everything I can and kind of teach them everything I know in that, you know, hour and a half coffee. But at the same time, I always pick up a couple of things that they're doing or some of the ways that they look at the business. And, and I always learn something from those meetings as well. So I guess you're always, uh, I mean, to bring it back to your question, you're always kind of tweaking your system and making adjustments here and there and hopefully for the better and to make things a bit more efficient. Uh, I've got a personal assistant that is absolutely fabulous that's worked with me for the past couple of years. And she has made my life much easier 
she's taken on a, a lot of responsibility within my business, and her role is growing to more and more uh, every year as we go by, which which makes it a lot easier for me. And you know, uh, I've implemented a lot of systems where, again, the the mortgage process is just very very streamlined, very very easy. It takes a minimal amount of time, but still does uh, delivers all the maximum results, and, and my clients are still very satisfied and, and happy with the service. So. You know, tweaking your spreadsheet. Uh, uh, this day and age, everything is is usually phone calls, emails, and, and faxes. There's there's very little face to face. There's very little actual paperwork nowadays. Everyone kind of prefers to, to to do things more efficiently, which which helps us as well because it helps us manage things a, a lot easier rather than driving around the city, going house to house, or or having a whole a block of appointments in your office when some of them are just over the phone, or you know maybe after you meet with that initial pre approval. From there on in, it's just email and faxes and phone calls, which, which again, takes up uh, uh, much less time and, and makes things a lot more efficient and more streamlined as well. So, you know, with, with technology evolving um, and business evolving towards that, it makes things a lot easier and you have to adjust that way as well. So the, the, there's always change and change is a good thing. I mean, you can't be scared of change if you're going to be successful in really any business. So as long as you embrace change and, and uh, move forward with it and, and let it help you, uh, then, then you'll be successful. Right. And so do you meet your clients face-to-face or are they all like virtual meetings? You know what? If they are in the city, I kind of I try and shoot for that face-to-face meeting. I do prefer it. Um, I am a people person. I really like the social aspect of my job, being able to meet somebody. Uh, there's also a sales benefit where if you actually meet somebody, you get that chance, the chance to, to make that connection, uh, you know, establish that connection even more and build that rapport, which gives, uh, you know, if you're meeting someone for a pre-approval face to face, you have a much better chance of them coming back to you once they place that offer and going through you for the mortgage. Whereas if it's just a, you know, a 10 or 15 minute phone call, there's really no connection there at all. So they're more likely to, to maybe go with another broker or go with a bank because they don't really have that sense of loyalty to you. They haven't had a chance to meet you as a person and, and, and you know, kind of like you as a person as much as, as uh, on the phone. Uh, that being said, whenever somebody is outside the city, in a different province, whatever, uh, or if it's more convenient for them, then we do do the, the occasional phone meeting. But my general process is I meet people face-to-face for the first time to do the pre-approval or discuss strategy and whatever they're planning. And then uh, from there, once they have the offer or once they've, they've moved forward with what they're wanting to do, everything is just phone and email from there, which is usually what my clients prefer. In some cases, when I do get the mortgage pre-approval, I always give them the, op- the option of whether they want to meet face-to-face to go over the documents or whether they prefer for me just to email it and they can sign, uh, scan it or fax it back. Uh, and some of them do prefer to meet face-to-face and go over it, but the majority of them just prefer to do it by email because it's a lot easier uh, and more convenient for them as well. And then I also have just a little uh, a sheet aside from that, a couple of different uh, information sheets that goes over pertinent details of the mortgage that some of them might not go over, like prepayments and penalties and you know how the mortgage works when it comes up for renewal, all those kind of things, just to make sure they they're not missing that from the face to face aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's, I, we you have to have like a, a closing process, and a, that's one thing we've I've been working on a lot since I did the interviews is just figuring out how do I make it consistent, sort of, so each customer gets a similar experience, and obviously customized to some degree. But exactly. so I want to ask about sales and marketing. Obviously, you wouldn't be in the business for nine years and doing the things you're you know doing the volume you're doing if you didn't have some kind of sales and marketing process. So can you share something maybe on the sales and marketing side that wasn't working 
as well as you like and then a change that you made? Well, I don't do any advertising really. I, I did a little bit here and there. I've tried a few things. There's only a few things that I actually do that where I put money out there to, to do potential advertising and to get leads. I, I do the welcome wagon. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but that's where you know new people are moving to different neighborhoods or to the city. Uh, they get a little letter about mortgages and my, my magnet, and, and then I get a list every month uh, of all their names and contact information, and I have my assistant call them, and I've gotten leads that way. But uh, other than that, I don't really do any advertising on, on billboards or you know bus stops or, or anything along those lines. I've done the occasional mail drop here and there. But really, the way that I've built my business is just straight up referrals, uh, client referrals. You know, I started it out with a lot of realtors sending me business when I first got going. But once you're established to the point where you have a decent client database, I started mining that database a little bit more and really focused on a good follow up with my clients just to keep my, my name in their minds there. Mm-hmm. As of right now, the majority of my business is client referrals and, and just kind of word of mouth that way. Uh, this year, I am planning on doing a little bit more branding and uh, maybe a little bit of advertising just to kind of try and build the Dave Driver Mortgage Broker brand and just establish myself a little bit more in the city. And, uh, you know, I'm not expecting a whole lot of business to come from that, but I just want to focus on building that brand and getting that recognition out there uh, a little bit more. Right. So you said that most of your business currently comes from your database. So what kind of things are you doing to stay in touch with your past clients? Well, I, I mean, the, the normal stuff. I mean, I send an email every time that's their, their birthday. Um, I have a spreadsheet uh, for all of my clients. And on the one year anniversary, I have my assistant just call and make sure that everything's going well and there's no questions. Uh, I mean, it really just starts from from uh, closing the deal, I guess, uh, to go back even further. I mean, there's, I don't know what the expression is, but basically people say that the sales transaction does not finish uh, upon uh, the, the funding or the closing of the deal. That's when it actually starts the relationship. I don't know how it goes, but basically once the mortgage funds, um, you know, I send a thank you card with a, a coupon for 50% off massage uh, and just my, my magnet. Uh, and then a, a couple of weeks later after that, I send a letter just, you know, saying, I hope you're, you know, thanks again for sending me your business. I hope everything went well. Uh, if you have anybody that you want to send my way, I provide a $100 Visa card sort of thing. Every once in a while, I send email newsletters out if there's you know important changes in the mortgage world or any type of promotions or anything like that. Uh, if interest rates have, have dropped significantly, maybe I'll send out an email uh, encouraging people to, to refinance and just talking about the benefits of that. Uh, just, you know, different things. Right. Some of it happens based on things like birthdays and events, and some of it's when there's something that happens in the marketplace and you just try to piggyback off that. Exactly. And I also track all of my mortgage renewals, of course, and I do calls on that as well. So, How early are you calling people on those renewals? Four months ahead of time. And are you finding that the lenders have gotten in touch with them first or are you finding you're there first? Uh, in most cases, I'm there first, but it still makes it tough to, to gain the business because with the mortgage renewal, you know, with their bank, as long as the bank is competitive, all they have to do is, you know, sign here, sign here, it's done. Or, you know, give us a quick phone call and, and verbally tell us which rate you want and it's done. Whereas with us, the, they need to get all the documents again. They need to get all the information over to us. They need to get all the paperwork. They have to sign with us. They have to go sign with uh, the bank or First Canadian Title, whatever it is. You know, there's just a, a whole lot, lot of extra work that goes into it. So really to get those mortgage renewals You've got to be really competitive with the rate and give them even a much better rate to make it worthwhile. Plus, you've got to give them an incentive 
you know, for me, I give them $200 in, in Visa cards just to go with me and just for, for doing the extra work. So no, that's good. So I'm going to move to rapid fire questions. So these you can answer with shorter answers if you like. So what is the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? Effort. And what's the one thing that you think has made you successful? Effort. <laughs> that's good. Do you have like an internet resource or software program you use to make your business more successful? Just Excel, Microsoft Excel. Very easy. If you could recommend a book for our listeners, what would it be? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah, that's a good one if you're into investing. And then where do you think our industry is headed? Where's the opportunity? Get with a large brokerage and build yourself up uh, based on that branding, but make sure you uh, also focus on on branding your own name as well your, yourself. It's going to be tough, as we said earlier, uh, to get back into uh, those smaller brokerages and start those yourself because those are going to get eventually they're going to get weeded out. Uh, so you really got to find a solid brokerage like TMG, go with them and uh, and use their branding power to build your business. Right. No, that's good. So how can people find you online? Uh, DaveDriver.ca. And um, you can go to ilovemortgagebrokering.com and you can get links um, to Dave as well as everything else we talked about in this show. Dave, I really appreciate your time today and I hope you continue to crush it. Sounds great. Thank you very much, Scott.